so much power lies within just the way that you look at the world and your mindset going into the day. Welcome to Know Them, Be Them, Raise Them, a show to help busy, mindful, and growth-oriented moms of girls stay informed and inspired, especially through their daughter's tween and teen years. I'm your host, Carmelita Two. So positivity has been bouncing in and out of public consciousness for as long as I can remember. Most of us as kids were encouraged to think positive at some point or embrace a positive mental attitude. And more recently, we've learned about toxic positivity, which is when someone dismisses negative emotions, responds to them with shallow reassurances, and insists on immediately putting a positive spin on every situation, no matter how tragic. So when I came across the term positive psychology and heard that its approaches can benefit moms as well as their relationships with their kids, I was intrigued. My guest today is Mary Beth Henry. Mary Beth is a personal development and life coach, a speaker, and the host of the If She Can, You Can podcast. Mary Beth specializes in using positive psychology to help women find more fulfillment, happiness, and a greater sense of well-being. I asked Mary Beth to share her take on positive psychology and how it can apply to our daily lives. Here's our chat. Mary Beth, thank you so much for joining me today. I love the work you're doing around coaching and helping moms and women find their passion and purpose. And I know a part of that relates to positive psychology. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to start there and kick it off with, in your words, what is positive psychology and what, what drew you to it? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to be here and share. This is this is my favorite topic. This is what I love to talk Yay. about. So I'm excited <laughs> to chat with you about it. So positive psychology, um, it's a little bit of a little bit of common sense in a way. You know, what we're all striving for is that extra happiness, that fulfillment living our passion. Mm. Um, But basically what it really is, is when you think about conventional psychology, it's fixing disordered thinking or disordered, um, you know, just how your mind works. So Mm -hmm. let's say somebody has depression or anxiety or Mm -hmm. schizophrenia or substance abuse, something like that. That is what conventional psychology triggers. Mm -hmm. It works with that through a variety of therapies and then gets people up to a baseline mm-hmm. of what they call, you know, just typical normal behavior mm. of your thinking mm-hmm. makes people comfortable in their surroundings and their world where with positive psychology, it helps you go from baseline to greater to thriving. So it's like mm-hmm. from good or fine to great. Mm-hmm. And when I came across this, I was like, aha, that is exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we so often are living in this default mode, everything status quo. Um, we're not necessarily depressed, but we're not th- thrilled with right. how things are going. Mm-hmm. And I want to help people figure out how to enjoy life more and, you know, using their strengths and using what they already have to flourish. Mm. I can definitely relate to that default mode you mentioned where it just felt like, is this all there is? Right. So I can see the appeal of 
this framework or this area of psychology that really tries to not just um, help people survive, but really, like you said, move them into a, a place where they can thrive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, there's been a lot of attention recently to positivity, but in sort of a negative connotation that it can become toxic at a certain point. Right. So how do we distinguish between what's positive psychology and what's toxic positivity? Well, I think basically toxic positivity is a level of fakeness. Mm. You know, we can feel when someone's being inauthentic, we can feel when a situation is inauthentic. And the difference with positive psychology is it allows you to feel all the emotions, but it gives you that moment of pause where you can choose what is best for you mm. and how you'd rather be. And that is the difference where, you know, something happens and it's appropriate to grieve and not to be excited and thrilled, you know, that's, mm -hmm. would be inappropriate. Um, so it takes that moment where you can learn from the sadness and the grief and choose to move on where you'll still right. visit the grief and you'll, when it's appropriate, you can have the tools to move on. And, and that's really the point where, you know, we're supposed to feel all the feels life is up and down and we can get really badly stuck in these bad places. We, the world is a scary, awful place right now. And, mm. you know, it's really, you can get really sucked into the news. You can get sucked into everything that has happened with the pandemic. And there's a lot of people that have been in this stuck place where they feel like they can't, they can't grow. Mm. And this is looking at that, feeling the feelings mm -hmm. and making the educated choice to move on and accept those things uh, as part of the reality. Yeah. I appreciate that positive psychology mm -hmm. isn't just trying to sweep the emotions under the rug, trying to mask over anything you're feeling, but it acknowledges that space for those feelings of hurt, the, the negative mm -hmm. emotions. Uh, you know, it, everything you've touched on in describing positive psychology makes me feel like I, I want that for myself. I want that for my kids. I want to parent <laughs> right. in a better way. So for you, how has it changed your life knowing that this field exists and everything that you've learned about it? Well, what's really interesting about positive psychology and, and coming from a place of personal development, which is what I'm really big in. I'm a personal development mm. coach, you know, almost a personal development junkie. <laughs> like I have a borderline obsession with it. But I felt like before I found positive psychology, I was picking apart the things that I saw as negative in my life, you know, places of lack, things that I fell short mm -hmm. in and was focusing on them and trying to fix those things mm -hmm. and doing it in a way that, you know, I was following someone else's ideas or follow someone who's done it or somebody who's successful in it and still sometimes falling short. And what positive psychology focuses on is they, they take a really deep look at each person's individual strengths. Mm -hmm. And then you can use those strengths that they identify through, you know, certain assessment tools and, and grow using those mm -hmm. and try to um, use those more towards the things that you are struggling with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, instead of trying to do something using someone else's strength, someone else's willpower, someone else's personal thing that they already excel at, you use something that you excel with and 
go from there. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. actually gives you that feeling of pride over and over again. You feel accomplished because you're already doing something that you like to do. And when you're doing something you like to do, you tend to have more success. Yeah. Yeah. This is bringing up for me. Um, A few people I've had on the podcast have talked about ways that we can boost girls' Mm self-confidence, you know, and more than a few have talked about the importance of having girls identify, even if it's just one thing about themselves, identify that thing that they can feel proud of, and that becomes kind of a springboard for a lot of other positive feelings and a lot of uh, experiences or emotions that might lead to that better sense of self-confidence. So yeah, I love that idea of finding out what those strengths are and not just fall into other people's methods or thinking that another way is the only way. But it sounds like positive psychology really encourages this holistic Mm -hmm. sense of who you are and identifying what you're best at and and trying to use that to build upon, which is fascinating. Especially with children, I think, because we spend so much time with parenting, telling them what they should not do, mm. you know, and that has that negative connotation, which at many times is necessary. You know, you have to do that for safety and, mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. But with positive psychology, you're pointing out what they're good at and you're showing them, you know, how that's a strength and, and showing them where that strength shows up in their life. It's almost like the power of suggestion. And I think that's really huge with children mm. is when you you know, show them something and suggest it that it, and especially from an authority in their life, you know, it could be a parent, a teacher. I mean, I think a lot of people look back on their childhood and have certain defining moments where someone said, Hey, you're a good singer or you're a good soccer player. And, and suddenly they thought, Oh, maybe I am. And then you look back at the video when, when you're an adult and you're like, I wasn't that good. (laughs) 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 But at the time it felt so great. And I think that that's where the growth comes from, you know, Mm. and and that confidence is built. And I I think that's really important, especially with kids. Yeah. So that's a great, I think, lead into another question that I'm dying to know, which Mm. is, are there ways to incorporate positive psychology into our parenting? You know, are there any tips you have for moms of girls who might be wanting to use a positive approach, but really don't know how? Absolutely. Um, I think one really big thing that we touched on already is helping them discover their strengths. Mm. There's actually an assessment tool and I can give you the link to it. It's called um, the VIA character strengths assessment. And it's actually a diagnostic tool that they use in positive psychology. And you can start at age eight. I have four children of my own and I've done it with two of them so far. Uh And um, it's amazing. You know, they answer a lot of questions. I think that's probably why you need to be eight because of your attention span. Sure, sure. (laughs) And I did it with them because it is a lot. There's a bunch of questions and just kind of guiding them. Um, nothing's difficult, but it's making them choose what sounds most like you, you know, Mm. what strongly agree, disagree that those types of questions, you know, and there's 24 character strengths that have been identified through positive psychology as kind of universal Mm -hmm. that everyone possesses in some way. We all have them to varying degrees. Mm -hmm. So it could be like leadership or spirituality, you know, confidence, creativity, all these different things. And I think that taking that quiz with my kids and then seeing what came up and then showing them 
like, oh yeah, this is where that's showing up in your life. Like leadership, look at this, how you play on the basketball team. And, Mm. you know, you're always raising your hand in class and, and all these different things that, you know, when they feel like that's a strength, they tend to use it more and more. So Ah. definitely showing them that is a really big thing, a really great conversation to have. I think another thing is the power of gratitude in the Mm. home. Mm -hmm. And I've always felt like this is a when I talk about, or at least prior to, to my learning about all these positive psychology tools, that was a big eye roll with my kids. You know, you start talking about gratitude. They'd be like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. It's like a finger wag. Like you should be grateful for what you have. Stop complaining right. and, and all that stuff. But instead talking to them about the best part it's a kind of a family activity that we do at dinner where we will go around and everyone has to list three good things that happened that day Mm. and what's powerful about this is sometimes you have a really bad day right and you still have to list three good things that happened Ah. so sometimes the three good things might be i didn't spill my coffee on my shirt. My house did not burn down today. And you know, I did not crash the car, but every other bad thing happened, but you have to think of, you know, three good things that happen. And I think that when you start doing that as a practice, it starts to rewire your thinking towards positivity. And, and that's a really powerful thing to, to instill in a child. Um, and they do tend to be more grateful, uh, Mm. you know, after doing all those things, noticing, is a, is a really big deal. I love that you brought up this idea of something not happening can be right. something you're grateful for. My family's similar where at dinner, we list out what we're grateful for, mm-hmm. one or two things a day. But I kind of, you know, the way you rephrased it is also fun because, right. um, yeah. But in any it's event, great. it can be hard to think of what happened to you that you're grateful for, but to think about what didn't happen to you or right. what you don't have to deal with, you can be grateful for that too. Um, sure, especially I like, I like with that. the things that are on the news these days mm-hmm. and all the things, you know, the suffering and the, I don't know, just absolute chaos mm-hmm. that we're mm-hmm. seeing everywhere. Sometimes it's just nice to to point out like, hey, it could, you know, could be worse. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do also like to help kids set intentions. Mm. You know, the, another thing that the, the gratitude and the three good things that exercise is a great thing to do at the end of the day. But another thing that you can do in the beginning of the day is to set intentions and, mm. you know, what do you have going on today? What are you worried about? How do you see that going? If this were the perfect day, how would that turn out? Mm. And, you know, helping them have that dialogue where they can play it through where they have how they want it to go. Cause I think, you know, so often, like I said before, we're in this default mode. We're just getting up, go, showing up to where we're supposed to show up, doing the work we're supposed to do, going home and going to bed and repeating it the next day. And the earlier we can teach children the power that they have over their own mood, creating their own reality, mm-hmm. and not that you need to be a wealthy person or that you need some miracle to happen. So much power lies within just the way that you look at the world and your mindset going into Mm. the day. Mm. So I think it's it's pretty cool to see the little transformations that have happened to my kids. And I get to say to my husband, like, that was all me. I talked (laughs) about that last week. (laughs) 
The idea of an intention with your kids is kind of an aha moment for me. I, I used to work for the Oprah Winfrey show and before we taped, she would sit with the audience and the guests and say, let's take a moment to set our intentions. My intention for this day or for this moment is to give you a space to tell your story, uh -huh. whatever it may have been. Gosh, but Oprah, she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and in that setting, it made so much sense. And I didn't think that it could also be transferable into kind of with your kids in the morning. Sure. So thank you for presenting that. That's kind of, oh, I, I'm sort of anxious for the morning to come so I can be like, all right, girls, what are your <laughs> intentions? I think a lot of times it helps ease anxiety too, because there's so much apprehension going, you know, girls going in and they're, you know, they've got bullies at school or something going on and and they think of the worst possible scenario and they mm -hmm. live from that space mm -hmm. and it, it's heartbreaking because as an adult you're like no 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 that's not how it is but immature thinking and inexperience leads them to having that negative bias towards towards what could possibly happen and I feel like giving them that tool that they could, what are some other things? What are, what's another possibility today? Mm. Maybe how could you, in, you know, set the intention to have positive interactions and, and things like that. I, I think that at the very least, it helps them walk in to the situation with more calmness and mm -hmm. confidence than when they're all tense and full of anxiety. Yeah. Contemplating the possible outcomes is really important because mm -hmm. I think like you said, if you don't think about it and don't think about how you want things to come out, it can feel like you have uh, no sense of what's coming and, and I'm much more fearful and anxious. But yeah, yes. I talking through different things is great. Um, I would love to know if there's a quote or maybe something you'd like to leave the listeners with that mm. um, kind of resonates with you. Well, so much of it is about with positive psychology is about using your strengths. Mm. And one thing I like to coach with, and I think it really solves so many issues on so many levels is if we live our lives thinking about how we can use our blessings to bless other people. So mm. I will often say that, how can you use your blessings to bless others? So, and the word blessings, it doesn't have to be that. It could be use your gifts, use your talents mm. to affect other people. How can you pay it forward in some way? And I think if you always have that in mind, you know, especially when you really are aware of what you're good at and what your strong suits are, that you really can't fail. You know, if you, mm. if you at, live a life of service and keep that in mind at all times, it's not easy, mm. <laughs> but, but trying, I think at, at least if, when you're troubled, I think that a lot of times serving others, giving, contributing in some way really helps ground us and realize that we are all a part of a community together and that's what really matters. So if I could have one quote that kind of encompasses all the things that I hope to pass on to people is use your blessings to bless others. A big thanks to Mary Beth for sharing her insights and I hope you feel a little more informed and inspired after our chat. There are simple ways to incorporate positive psychology into your life. Number one, Find your strengths. Take the VIA Character Strengths Survey, a free online assessment tool, and have your kids take it too. Use your natural strengths, 
when approaching new and challenging situations. Number two, foster gratitude. Build a practice of gratitude in the evening where you have each member of your family list three good things that happened that day, or you could name one thing that you're grateful for. Building this practice really helps rewire your brain to be more positive. Number three, set intentions. Help your kids set an intention for the day and think through potential outcomes, especially positive ones. Ask, what's another possibility today? Number four, serve others. Consider how you can use your talents to affect other people. How can you pay it forward in some way? Use your blessings to bless others. To learn more about Mary Beth, you can visit marybethhenry.com. That's mary-beth-henry.com. Or follow her on Instagram at if she can, you can. And those words have periods in between them. Her podcast, If She Can, You Can, can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. Mary Beth is also offering a Figure It Out 60-Day Boot Camp. The next one starts on May 9th. Links to that, as well as those social accounts, are in the show notes. Remember, you have to take action to be something. And by listening, you're doing the work and showing that you are a strong, growth-oriented woman and mom. So high five to you. Don't forget to follow at Nobi Raise Them on Instagram and Facebook. And if you found something helpful or insightful, please subscribe or follow and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you so much for listening. And here's to strong women. May we know them, may we be them, and may we raise them.